was today. And then uh, I figured out that I have until about 2.30. So I thought maybe I'm good anyways. Well, but I, I thought th you already knew. But anyways. Well, the thing was, and when you when I when I got your text, I was sitting here, I was catching up, I was doing something. I've been going all morning this morning, right? Because I had to um I have that new listing today and getting getting all that situated. And when I got your text and you said, you know, about postpone, I thought about it. I was like, do I need to? No. Do should I? No. I, I was like, no, let's just do this, right? <laughs> Well, okay. You know, but, um, but I, you can't like you can't like let's just do this. That's like I, you know, I yeah, and I shouldn't even have said it like that. So That's, I think that with that said that way, that we probably should. Really? Well, I mean, you don't want to do it. I mean, you didn't have the. You were hoping that I canceled. Well, no, you were no. Hoping I, that, and then should we do it? Well, we I tell you what, so this would be. On the, that's not on the right note. That's I, not starting I, off on the right side. Oh yeah, you're right. That sounds horrible. Oh, yeah, you, sounds you know what I really meant. We're by gonna that? have to restart this anyway. Oh sure. What I really meant by that was that um, I'm not prepared. Obviously, I didn't even send you even a heads up of what we might even be talking about. I didn't, you know, go through any simple notes. And today, honestly, it would be more like, I want to talk to you, but it would be selfishly about some questions I have specifically. Well, let's about just what's do that because I'm, I don't have this weekend. So if we don't do now, we'll probably not be able to do it until next week. Really? You're, you're yeah. see, that's another thing too. We got time. I, now. I have, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, go ahead. Okay. So I'll tell you what, I want to ask you this because it, it, it hit my mind a couple of times this week and it's a reoccurring thing. And I've mentioned it to you a few times, right? And I've really made it a point to just use the word customer. Like everyone's a customer. So I want to ask you this client versus customer, which is correct in, in our business when we're dealing it with it people. Depends on, it depends on how you're representing them. You are going to call them a customer because hopefully you don't represent them as a single agent. And which is kind of uh, interesting that I say that because there are some brokers out there that require that. And I think they require that um, for sales purposes, because they're relying on the fact that the consumer doesn't know the difference. Exactly. So you're saying they, they, they require them to use the word, not that, not the relationship. Well, they have them sign the relationship form. So with that said, uh, now let's I talk even about catch this. people, even when we're talking, sometimes you'll say it like, and, and it's in, in the middle of a conversation, you'll say when you're working with your client or customer, and then sometimes even like Teresa or, or, or people in our office or in normal conversations, we'll say client or customer, like, I, and, and, and it goes to the consumer, right? Sometimes for the consumer. So I'll, most realtors will call them clients. Right. When they're not clients. I don't. Yeah. And if, the, if that goes on and you, you need to. You need to, well, I should. I, I'm sticking to customer, and uh, you know, it's one of those things we talk about our uh, that muscle mental memory. This is customer, customer. They're my customers. Well, it is a These customer. My customers. Now right. let's talk about let's talk about the fiduciary. You know, because I went to a seminar last night, and uh, um, and they were explaining the seminar last night was on um, 
retiring and what to do with your money and, and things like that. You know, it's, it was a sales pitch in a sense, then they're booking appointments, which I have notes for you and I will have to talk about. Uh, but they had said that most money managers that you run into work for their lending institutions and, uh, and things like that, the insurance companies or banks, and their responsibility lies to their employer whose responsibilities lie to their shareholders. And he wanted to make a point that he didn't work at that capacity, that he worked in the capacity of being a fiduciary to the customer. So, um, and as such, he holds to a certain level of legal responsibility to his clients. So the same is true in real estate. And where some big companies require their agents to be single agents, they do so largely illegally in the sense that they will say that they are a single agent to their seller. And if somebody is a single agent to their seller, that means nobody in that entire company can represent a buyer in any capacity legally when they show that property. So because we know that's not true, they're breaking the law. Now, the consumer doesn't know this and maybe they don't care. And even if they did try to find a lawyer that'll press the issue without suffering a loss, but you know, but the whole point is it's wrong. Mm -hmm. What they're doing is pulling the wool over the consumer's eyes and that is wrong. Right. So rather than um, lean into that mess, I want us to just deal with them as customers. Certainly that means we're still looking out, you know, fair and honest dealings, accounting for all funds, um, and we must disclose all material defects, but we're not lying to them. Correct. And, so, we, and even when you, and I've done it several times, when you look up the definition of client, and then you look up the definition of customer, these are our customers. That's They're correct. not clients. They are not clients. And I found myself uh, at the very beginning using the word client a lot strictly as it being this more powerful word, right? But it's- but you're putting yourself I, into liability. And That's I don't even like it. Doing. Yeah, I, I don't even feel comfortable using it anymore. I'm, I, you know, I, I, these are my customers, you know, That's you're correct. my customer. And then when I talk to my customers, I says, when I'm telling them a story about another customer, I say, and uh, I, was, I had this other customer I was working with. And now that I've really instilled that into my vocabulary, it's much more- uh, like you said, it's it's the proper word, the proper vocabulary for us to use, you know. If you ever hear, well, I, I would do this, but I, I don't suspect that you will. I don't probably recommend it because it's, yeah. but when somebody uses their word client, my client, say, oh, you're representing them as a single agent? <laughs> Just to right. see what they say. Because I pay less to a single agent. Right. So, you know, this is some, and it falls right back to what I, this pet peeve of mine 
that we miscommunicate on every level with people because we use words and their meanings that we think are different than the meanings that whoever we're talking to hold for that word, but yet we're having this communication. And over and over and over, probably more times than not, people miscommunicate and they don't even know it. A, a lot, right? And that's in the verbal face-to-face sense. That's take, right. take the 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 text messaging form of communication <laughs> we use these days, right? right? That's right. a whole nother where uh, you where you interpret an intonation. When there is nonsense, you can't read an intonation, but we do all the time. Yeah. You we, know, we can detect an attitude because people select these words. It's it's amazing that you say that because it's you're right on a daily basis uh, that a lot of times in a lot of our conversations, we could be thinking that we're being taking a certain way and, and not right. That last uh, the Mitzi property, um, the agent, he was from he was Egyptian. That was his, you know, his ethnicity. Right. Mm-hmm. And great guy. But a few times we um, it, it all fell down to miscommunication where he was. We, we got kind of we butted heads. Right? And, and tell me, say why, because I remember there was a written contract. Mm-hmm. But he said, come on. Why can't you, you know, give me a day or two? Sure. There was a couple. And, and one, one, one of the situations was about the inspections. We had already had a prior uh, discussion about it, but he came back. Uh, uh, late. With, yeah, late uh, with items. And, you know, I still, you know, hey, you know, I, I applaud you. You know, you're, you're, you're doing what you can for, for your customer. Right. But uh, this is. The but situation. we don't know if it was their customer or client. We, do we don't know, know the. Re- re- OK, we don't. So but in those discussions there and then another one with uh, a safe so that I don't even know if I told you about that one. But they came on the day of closing uh, or the walkthrough the day before uh, they were like, where's where's the gun safe? Where's that big old gun safe that was in the in the in the, in the marketing in the photos? This is, that was sold on the last deal. Remember, I paid 800 bucks out of my pocket to get rid of that thing. So uh, they, again, right there, without going into the the actual, uh, what happened, we were butting heads and it came down to it each time that happened where we were miscommunicating. We were talking to each other and we were both getting kind of, you know, getting tense and blowing up and, and getting, you know, louder in our voice. And, and he, and he would say the same thing over again and it would agitate me. And I would say, dude, come on, man, are you listening to what I'm saying? And, but, but the reason I bring it up is not that it's the fact that every time we, uh, after that happened, we always came back to each other. I think it was me that, that initiated it, but I said, Hey, you know, I, honestly, I think we were miscommunicating there. And then we had the, a very decent uh, conversation. He's like, yeah, you know, I, I apologize. You know, uh, I know you're a good guy. And, we, and he had a very deep and his English wasn't proper. So even that aspect there, right, mm-hmm. could, you know. I, I want to bring up something that I'm thinking about it. You have marketed that property as coming fully furnished with mm-hmm. pictures. Mm-hmm. And if those pictures contain that thing, mm-hmm. then 
without a written inventory, they could bring that picture closing, say, where is it? So if ever you do that again and remove something, take new pictures for that marketing material. Uh, sure. Yeah. But I, th that was the thing on that one. I did put it in writing. You know, he, okay. he forgot, you know, yeah, okay. I put, I put that the safe okay. no longer exists. Okay. <laughs> you know, right. in, in that right, third, good. in that third right, deal. Good. Yeah. And then, you know, I had a discussion with Janine about that. So, um, yeah, but that communication, you know, I was telling someone the other day, you know, Hey, listen, you know, we're, you know, we're talking through text messages and I haven't even seen you face to face in probably over a year, you know? So if I say something real quick off the cuff, and you take it the wrong way, trust me, it doesn't mean anything. It's just you're reading right. these this little right. short excerpt right. on a right. phone. Right. right. And there's no context really behind it. That's terrible. Know? Terrible yeah. communication. That's horrible. <laughs> um open houses. Okay. And this is specific. This is something um uh, I, I wanted to ask you uh earlier, but I didn't get a chance to call you. There's uh, obviously a time there's uh, how, how, how can I ask you this? So open houses, when they're a good thing to do and when they're not. So, so I'll tell you where I'm coming from. I told you uh, my marketing plan for uh, Moa Newsman's property this weekend. I listed this today, open house tomorrow, no appointments available today, that whole wrap. Right. Mm -hmm. But last night, in bed, I thought I had this thought. And then this morning I'm driving over there to hang up the sign. And I thought again, I says, there's, I can't think of a good reason to hold an open house at this property this weekend. It's, I, I just doesn't what seem like saying? a good idea. What, 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 why would you, I can't think of a, one reason why there isn't a good idea to hold an open house. How are you going to, how would you possibly get a customer for that house this weekend if you don't hold it open right um and, and don't forget holding a house open isn't just to sell that property correct i know okay and i heard so you what, in my so, so what what would be a reason why you wouldn't just because it doesn't look great it, it's it doesn't show well yeah so what yeah. you think it's going to show much better the following weekend or the weekend after that no so dude i don't that, you're missing the point what open houses are for i guess i was hoping that the you know it wouldn't yeah i know i know okay I, so you want to, you know what this boils down to the same with every realtor you don't like doing open houses no that's not true i love okay, them i love it i love it there's no this reason there's no reason that too. I, I like i told you uh when we uh spoke the other day this this is a challenging project for me mm -hmm. so i uh, this, uh, and I'm just going to houses, most houses aren't going to be perfect. Like you want, of course. Right. And, okay, and, so. and I'm looking at the setting like this, is this going to help me shine in, 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 in my thing, but I got to navigate not your that, house. Right? I know. Right. You don't own right. it. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm confused. <laughs> I, it's, you know, I, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused myself. You know, okay, so I, let's, I, let's, I, let's do open house 101. <laughs> Why do we have houses? Why do we hold houses open? Well, obviously it, we want to, we want to speak to potential buyers. Okay. Yeah. For, uh, on, on, okay. on our side, we want to sell the house for our customer mm -hmm. and we want mm -hmm. to meet uh, other buyers in the area. Uh, mm -hmm. This and one is exposure. And exposure. And, right. Exactly. Um, None of yeah. those things can happen if you don't hold it open. Right. Okay. 
Okay. So, um, and again, uh, you know, it's been a long week. I've been busting my butt. Uh, and yeah, I was up late last night. I was up early this morning, driving over there. And these thoughts were like, that. that's why I was, I, I wanted to call thoughts. you tired thoughts. Yes. Getting lazy. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> and, like and, and I heard in that you're taking it personal that a property that you have isn't up to your standards. Well, no, that not that either. No, I love, like, obviously, I love them, Mo and Uzma, this property. I busted my butt this week getting it ready. And I guess it was all about, like, how being able to uh, have a bunch of people in there and how I'm going to uh, navigate that while I'm there. And I was just, I was thinking, man, I wonder if this is even conducive because the garage is full. There's only one entrance in, one entrance out. And I, I was getting overloaded with these. I was overthinking. Okay, thing. well, you have some, you have some uh, good valid uh, points that I want to uh, make sure that you let them know. Mm -hmm. uh, if you if the house is occupied and has as much stuff in it as they have, you make sure that anything of value is boxed away. Oh, yeah, I already did that with them. Okay. Right. Yeah. I, I left them my sheet that I create for everybody of, okay. you know, and has that on it and stuff. So, um, and, and, and I mentioned that to them several times, right? Like I'm here, I'm present. I'm looking out for you. Most people are going to be, they're out here looking at houses, but you never know. Just put yeah. the as soon as, as soon as you're this yeah. way with somebody, they're this right. way with somebody else. And uh, you'll get couples that'll do that as, as a matter of what they do. They go in, you go one way with one of them and the other one heads it in the other way and checks the drawers and things like that. And yeah. that happens all the time. Sad, ain't it? So you met, let them know too, not just the stuff on the top, but inside their drawers, mm. you have to, you, that happens. Yeah. And if they don't want an open house because of that, I get that. Yeah, but, I, I, that was another thing too. I almost felt like I did very well at talking them into uh, letting me do this open house because it's not very convenient for them in their life. And that's another reason why I almost thought of making that call today and say, hey, listen, you know what, Mo Uzma, I've decided, I think in this situation, I'll do appointment only, I'll show the house and, and we won't even have that open house on Saturday. And, and that it was, all, it was for them too, because it, that was a, actually a long sit down conversation in their living room about them having to do this and the sun and, and, and making time and, you know, all these things. So that was another thing I was thinking about too, you know, um, among other things too. Right. So, uh, and today I've already got, uh, 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 I've got offers coming in already. So there goes your chance of getting your customers. I know. And but, double dipping it yourself. Right. But in, in, uh, it's up to you. Right. I think it's a mistake. Yeah. Providing, you know, you go through their top drawers and things, pull out all the drawers and not see anything of jewelry or cash there. No, I don't. I don't, I don't right. see anything like that. They're, uh, they're not that type of people where they have all kinds of luxury okay. items laying around. Now. All right, then, then, um, then, you know. Yeah, I, well, I've, I already have it scheduled, so I'm going to go do it tomorrow you, and I'm going to have fun doing it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll get pumped, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Especially so I, when you know you have offers. So here's the thing. 
What people do is say, oh God, you got this way overpriced, which we always think, then boom, we have offers. Hey, these offers that come in, are they blind offers or they already see the property? Are you asking? Yeah. Well, uh, they haven't seen the property. They're blind offers. I, I don't even, I put right on my listing agreements that I will not present blind offers. And I tell the other, I I don't even respond to blind offers because under law, you have to present all offers unless the sellers say that you don't. Mm. So I put it right on the listing agreements that, uh, you know, if it's already under contract, um, if it's not written and if it's blind offers, I, I don't, I don't even, I don't even let these agents know. Well, I'll tell you over, what over, I did over, with over, this this week was I um, I offered this I presented uh, this property to the uh, to Dan Schaefer who works for an investment company who bought Julia's house Invitational Homes right out of Texas, and uh, so he's looking at it right now. And then in the process, another company out of Austin, Texas, submitted an all cash offer to me this morning, and. Um, it's not, uh, it's, it's lower, it's below asking price, but it's above my, the, the actual, my recommended sale price uh, that I told Mo. So it's in between uh, the, you know, uh, the, the, the actual well, market value of the house and the price that we're at. And it's, you know. Well, nine out of 10 times, it's gonna cause you and your seller mm-hmm. um, time for nothing. What so, do you mean? And l- because the way these people operate, operate is they put it under contract, then they come over, do their inspections and then negotiate. Mm-hmm. And just don't do that. Let these people know if you want an accepted offer, then you come and do your inspection first. Okay, because well, once, you, once you put, once you put, Put, take a, a signed offer, you have to take it off the MLS. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about, actually, was so uh, it worked. It, everything happened, went well uh, with Julia's deal, right? Uh, there was a few things that I ended up get, uh, getting fixed there, but everything went smoothly. Their offer price was, uh, you know, 12 grand over uh, the asking price. And, and, and that was and, a blind offer too? It was, yeah. And it was a great experience, you right? Know, there are there are more of those coming, but I know. Uh, around than before. But I actually was, again, that's why I contacted uh, Dan and, uh, you know, for the seller side, if I can get that done again, hey, you know, why not? Uh, I, we had this discussion before where I feel bad that um, it it's taking yeah. uh, decent homes away from buyers, but you know, I, I, I'm working for the seller. I'm working for the seller. Right. So, right. Um, so, but that being said, you know, this, the, you know, I marketed the house, even though I did all the work this week, uh, it's being sold as is, right. It has a new roof, but everything's as is. So I know that they are going to come back on the inspection period. Obviously, there is stuff that needs to be done. They send out their own inspector. They do all that. And then they're going to ask for all kinds of things, right? And um, so I, so do you ever, uh, or how would you like- With if, these if, people, I have them do their inspection first. Okay. Have somebody come out and do their inspection first. I'm not going to sign a contract and take it off the market for you. Okay. Gotcha. If you're interested in it, we're interested in your offer, but not blind. Okay. Period. It's on the flip side. Is there a way where you can put, uh, uh, you know, 
we'll accept the offer if you uh you know put in writing hey listen you know uh it's as is we're not doing any repairs you know don't even bother about coming and negotiating at the that's called a zero inspection date you want to put it put it back a zero inspection date that's how you counter it so so one or the other you come inspect it first or zero inspections zero inspection day that's it right Right. okay um right because you'll get, you'll start getting a ton of these. A lot of them are way lowball offers. Well, th- th- those ones, chuck them, right? But you but- can't just chuck them legally unless you put that on the listing agreement that the seller agrees. Which you told me to do can, a long time ago. So that you can, right. that you can, you don't have to respond to put lowball right. um, blind offers. Yeah. But yeah, you're correct. Most of them will be way, way below, right? You laugh at them. You're like, <laughs> yeah, but you still by law have to absolutely yeah, since they're in writing, you have to right. present them and you have to deal with it, which takes your time. And right. and that's such an annoyance to me. Mm-hmm. It's beyond my belief. So those I don't even respond to. I put them right on my listing that I don't have to present these. They sign and said, yeah, I don't want you to present those. So when these low bulk offers come in, I ignore them delete, 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 delete. And when they email me wanting to know where the offer is, delete. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't let them waste my time. You they put can that waste in, their time, but they're wasting my time. You put and that I don't in the, have a lot of time. You put that in additional, additional uh, comments. Yeah. Section. No blind offers. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is a waste but, of time. But, but I put it, that in the listing. On the MLS, I put it under the realtor remarks, no blind offers. But I also put it on the listing and the additional comments that um, blind offers will not be, uh, sometimes I put lowball blind offers by investors will not be accepted, will not be presented. And then of course the seller signs that acknowledging that they won't. So therefore I'm in accordance with the law and I don't have to let these jerks waste my precious time yeah well back to what's going on now some of these come in and they're they're not lowball right right they're like you're like wow man this you know that's first but some of them some of them do close i i I, we talked about that how how much higher twenty thousand dollars higher than asking price and higher than i thought the highest offer will be i thought there's no way that this thing is going to close and it did was that tall so, oak? Yeah. Really? We yeah. never talked about that. That ended yeah. up closing, huh? Like, like 285. Wow. I That's know. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> wow. It needed gutting. Yeah. I told them maybe 240. And they got 285 cash. No inspection. See. That's See, but those that blind offer came in with no inspection. Right, gotcha. Yeah. So they wanted it. It didn't matter. Yeah. And it was a hedge fund. The guy said, I've got, we talked about this. He has millions of dollars per month that he has to spend. That's the thing. They have to spend the money. I and just I was looking at a, a whole different subject, but in the used car market right now. And uh with I'm watching what's going on, talking to my dad about his truck. So I'll, out of just for for the heck of it over the weekend, I checked on my car, 
they're going to give me like six grand over what I paid for it. And then, you know, and then uh, this, this company Carvana, they have these cars and like, how do they do, how they offer all these prices and and come to find it's because they're a growing company. They have to spend this money. They have to continue growing. They have investors. They have to show, they have to show growth and profits. Well, I'll tell you what, I got to call them. You know what I'm doing? I didn't tell you this. (laughs) I'm buying a Corvette. I'm buying a 2015 Corvette, black on black, less than 5,000 miles. Yeah. 45. And out of that 45, 10,000 of it is a commission that I'm not taking. So I don't have to pay taxes on that 10,000. Is that that vet you saw in Clearwater? Yes. Months ago? Yeah. You, you just wanted that the, the day you saw it, huh? I know. It's beautiful. <laughs> but I'm not going to keep it for long, you know? Yeah, well, I don't know. You know, I might get rid of my. I don't know. Is forty-five a good deal? Do you know? Well, um, the blue book says fifty, and there's all kinds of not all kinds of them, but several of them on the market for sixty, sixty-five. Yeah. And less than that, I don't care. I mean, you don't care. No, I'm actually going to get it for thirty-five. Mm. I'm not taking a commission on the sale of this property. So ah. it's only being, it's only 35 out of my pocket. Does it run? I mean, that's a stupid question, but have you driven it? Does it run? No, it's probably got a dead battery. He's been dead for a year. Yeah. And he didn't drive it. I mean, he just bought it. It still has the dealer plates on it. Yeah. So he never I, got, he never got the new plates. Well, I had this discussion with my dad just a few, just very recently because of uh, what I was looking into with my car. And there was a, uh, I, you know, I love my car. So there was a, an identical one, right? Over in uh, somewhere in Texas, right? And Carvana, they ship it out. They would have traded it in they'd right at your doorstep, right? Um, identical car, but uh, it only had, I think, 12,000 miles on it, right? And it was one year older. Um, and me and my dad start talking. So my dad's very, that's his field, right? Mechanics, cars? Cars, Mechanics. yeah, many, many years. Well, right? ask him if he can sell my car. Does he know anybody that wants to sell that would buy this car or uh, just called Carvana? Uh, yeah, I don't think he would even want to get involved. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but but check out Carvana, man. It's amazing, yeah. right? Because again, because they're a growing company, their offers come in well over Blue Book. It's, okay. it's amazing, right? Okay. You know, and you don't have to deal with any dealership or anything like that. Okay. What car do you want to sell? The little Miata? No. Uh, or the Corvette after, my, yeah. after you have Corvette it or even my other, yeah. even my white one. Right. Um, the, uh, so mileage, right? So I had this and I told him, I said, I said, dad, no, 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 now teach me something here. It's because in my mind, a vehicle with lower miles is a newer car. Right. So I says, because I was like, what about those, you know, when they find a, you know, a a 1976 Trans Am that was purchased and put in a storage unit for, you know, and and they find it and has like zero miles on it. He says, he says, oh, well, obviously that car's worth a lot, but the motor's probably shot even though it's never been driven, there's no miles on it, that everything, he says, years, time takes its toll on everything. So you're, so he's like, if you want to trade in your car for the identical car, that's a year older, he says, it's a year older, son. He says, though that lower mileage doesn't mean anything. And plus, you know, you're, you're buying it sight unseen. So if they drop off the car, they take your car. Yeah. You got seven days to return it, but your other car's gone. 
Yeah. And now you got a car. You just, this is, yeah. you know, you don't know anything about it, right? But uh, what I learned from him, and we went in depth about that. But what I really learned was that low mileage in, in my ignorance in my mind, and what he taught me was lower mileage doesn't mean anything unless you're talking with brand new cars, identical. It, like they're both 2020. One has only 10,000 miles and the other one has 40,000 miles. Someone obviously drove the heck out of that car and beat it up for a couple of years where this one wasn't driven as much. Then you're- Well, even, you know, I mean, I have a car that's what, almost four years old with less than 5,000 miles on it. I right. mean, and this other one is a 2015 with 5,000 miles on it. It just means it's not driven. It doesn't mean, so- right. It's, He's it's, saying that it disintegrates even if it's not driven. It's just the seals in it, like the the gears, the, the everything in it. it. It's it's you know time takes its toll on an engine. So just because it, it it's uh, if a car sits in a garage for five years and has five thousand miles on it, or you have the exact same car and you've been driving it and has thirty thousand hmm. miles on it, that car with thirty thousand miles could actually have a more better engine because it's been being used versus the hmm. one that's been sitting well that's interesting though. ain't it yeah, yeah. and I, this is just the you know the cliff notes of what we oh. talked about he he blew my mind over this would he come over and check this car out if i paid him <laughs> he might you know i could get him, him out of the get him out of the house and come over yeah, sure it's in, it's in it's in cleveland in clearwater yeah 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 i'm going down there this weekend ask him okay i will that's in clear in off cleveland and clearwater yeah okay I'd like to meet him anyway. Yeah, I know. I know we've been we've been needing to get that together. Um, so this, uh, what about um, you know uh, when? So when a they also you know what these companies also do? They all use their own title companies, right? They all they they come in they swoop oh, in with this offer and they use exactly they use their own title companies yeah. right so if you do that and you have to cap the fees because they start charging fees like crazy and you have no control of that so if you use their title company you write on it because they're cash you say there were zero title closing fees yeah. for your customer, zero, mm -hmm. no closing costs. Mm -hmm. You'll pay the transfer stamps on the deed and uh, the, t you know, I'll let them cover their own title policy. Oh, of course, everything, yeah. 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 I mean, I did that one on the condo for, uh, and now I was representing the buyer, but I, it took me uh, like several emails going back little by little yeah. saying, no, we're not paying for this. We're not paying for this. It's yeah. like, we're not paying for this. You are, uh, those are the seller's charges. These are all well, title, title. But, fees. but I'm saying something different mm -hmm. because you had the, you, that contract, uh, that title company was in Dade city. Yes, so somewhere in Miami or something. Yeah, so they are used to a different contract. Uh, but even on our contract where it does state that the seller is going to pay the doc stamps on the deed and the title policy, the owner's policy, and there are some things that it says right on the contract that the seller will pay. When you're using their company, when you're using an investor's company, say, uh-uh, 
you guys are paying all of it, Do, especially it, the municipal lien search. Of course, yeah. That municipal lien search, you know, it goes from, it can go up to like $200, $300. You're, you're saying that they're going to pay for it. And you have no $350. I've had a, I have one, had one of those closing companies that want, just like you did, they want to charge $750 to close a cash deal. Yeah. There's nothing in that contract that caps any of these fees. So if you're going to use their title company, you say, we'll use your title company, but the seller pays no, zero closing costs, except the commission. Commission's right. it. Commission and, and, the, and the tax, right? They do, okay. uh, they'll do the title policy, the title search, the closing fees, any miscellaneous fees, anything, any of that stuff. It's all, right. it's all them, right. right? Any title fees. And, but correct me, or actually- But you have the, to change that on the contract. That's what I was going to say. I thought that was contingent on if- the seller uses their own closing agent. No, there's but, the, it. There is there's a um, uh, there is a box down there that you can mm -hmm. check, but right. that box down there limits what can be charged and what can't. No, it doesn't say what. It doesn't limit that. It just says that they will pay for this and they will pay for this. It right. doesn't say that they can't add this fee on it and this fee on it, and this fee on it. It right. doesn't protect them fully. And it doesn't say how much they're going to charge for a closing fee, that alone. And it doesn't say anything about the municipal lien search on there. It only says that they will pay for the title policy and the search. That's it. And there's other, other fees involved. Right. So you're saying that tell them, say, hey, listen, you know, uh, we're not we're not paying for none of those fees. So don't even mm -hmm. say, use the word cap. Just say we, we we will pay the transfer tax. We will pay the commissions and all those other uh, title fees and charges are responsible to you if you're going to use your own title company. That is correct. But I would make sure that you line that whole seller pays for out mm. and initialed it. And on the bottom, that the seller will pay for the commission and the doc stamps on the deed, period. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, learn that one the hard way more than once. <laughs> you would think I would only have to learn that once. <laughs> well, you know, I it's forget there's, sometimes. There's so much, and again, people they like to think, oh, you know, yeah, you're a real estate agent. You show houses, you make a bunch of money, right? Yeah. But there's so much, and not to mention how things change. But uh, even you know, and that you're you're going through these deals, and and months go by, the year, and and you do this deal, and you do this deal, and sometimes you you one situation you haven't done it in a while, right. and then you haven't used this one form, or you 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 you, you get rusty, right? Yeah. It's kind of you're like, oh, sh how do I do that? Wait a minute, uh, or, I need to that, call. or you just overlook over over, yeah, just, dude. you get used to doing things, and then just like that. People don't think about using somebody else's title company, the ramifications that could happen. Most of the time you get, you know, decent title companies that just are reasonable, but not with these investors because these investors get a huge stake in it. And plus, and yeah, they're they, recouping some of their money that they're paying for these properties by 
charging all those junk fees to the seller that you don't have them covered on. Yeah. And, and they, uh, you know, uh, most of them, a lot of them are publicly traded companies, you know, they have, and they're tied into these title companies. They do these deals yeah. together all the time, which is while they're using them, they have all kinds of paperwork, tons more kinds of paperwork because of that. And um, right. yeah, disclosures and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, that's why, you know, uh, you know, me, I take opportunity to build relationships and learn from anyone that I can. And that one, uh, Dan Schaefer, uh, for that last one, like I would keep him on the phone, sometimes holding him hostage, just letting ask him a question, letting him talk and listening. And like, I'm like, so, right, um, right. and that was someone that's why I sent him Mo's information because I wouldn't mind working with him again because I found a decent one, right? We closed, everything went good. It was decent, right? Yeah. But uh doesn't mean they all are, right? I'm not gonna lie to you. When I opened up the email, I was like, oh, cool, right? You know, I wish it was a higher of an offer, but still there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of things going on there. And, um, you know, uh, those, those uh, another thing he said was about, Who's they he? they have Dan, Dan. Dan yeah this investor guy so they uh, there's so much money allotted right for for these for these deals right so when I was talking to him about repairs and okay yeah well I'll get this fixed but uh, you know can you know you guys pay for it you know at the closing and stuff like that and he and he started explaining about they do have like a you know a certain amount that they will spend on doing things like that. Right. But there's a cap and they won't go over that cap. Right. And, um, and I, you're, you're correct. I need to be very, very vigilant and very, very careful and cross my eyes and cross my T's. If uh, I'm going to present this to Mo and we, and we're going to accept maybe not this one, but offers like this in the future, anytime, because um just because that one went smoothly, there were a few bumps, but you know, I may, you know, yeah, just how see, many of the them thing. don't? That's how right. You don't know that. Yeah. You said, Oh, I have this and it worked out fine. So all of them will. Right. What kind of a logic is that? Oh, no, not at yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm on uh, the other end of the spectrum, right? I said, I've had 15 of them and maybe one or 25 of them and maybe two or three worked out. So I'm, cynical on most of them i look at i look at a, a, most of them with a discerning eye you know i'm Not a firm anybody. I'm, <laughs> I'm a firm believer that we learn uh most things uh, a lot quicker a lot better by um by our by making mistakes and having setbacks and failures than uh, everything going smoothly right yeah but, but you're not talking but, your money but that being said it's i don't i don't want <laughs> i don't right. want to set myself up for failure right well no um, but not only that making a mistake it's, it doesn't usually cost you yeah sometimes it does sure sometimes it and then when it costs them you sit there and say oh shit i got three years before a lawsuit after three years no lawsuit <laughs> uh, wow five years is it three or five five years it's five years yeah yeah i gotta keep the deals it's three years after the five years, if there's been a lawsuit. So you have to keep records for five years. So somebody can come back in five years and sue you for loss that they incurred. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
We're going to talk about that one of these days. That's called um, liability. Yeah, that's why that, you don't want to that, call. That's why you don't want to have clients. It's not that you don't want to do the job no. as a single agent. Yeah. So if you were to talk to the lawyers down at FRAC, the Florida Real Estate Commission, um, or they will tell you that you can offer services above and beyond, but you can't offer services less. So if you're a transactional broker, which means limited representation, you can do the job of a single agent, but you can't get sued if you goof. Right. So why in the world would anybody do that? There's one reason why somebody would do that. What's why that? What is that? Sales. Oh, sales. Because you're going to tell course. them, I'm working for you as a single agent. Right. I got a fiduciary responsibility. These people don't. These, yeah. the, the, you know, the buyers or sellers, they, you can't even say that to a seller. And you know, it's funny because they do these, and I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to, you know how much I said, even when, when we were in school, when you were in school, the worst part about this business is dealing with other stupid <laughs> realtors. <laughs> yes. So how many times have I gone over to a, a seller's house that listed their property that they've had it listed already with somebody else. And I'm looking at their listing agreement. It says single agent right on there, which again, on these big companies, if, if you know, and I'm not going to name them, you know, who sure. they are. Yeah. they've got hundreds, thousands of agents. Any one of those agents with, and we said this just a minute ago, any one of those thousands of realtors has a buyer. If they truck that buyer through that listing, that was as mm -hmm. a single agent, that's breaking the law. Yeah. Both parties are breaking the law. Yeah, that's, that's, it's unnecessary, that single agent thing. I mean, if you're a good realtor, you, uh, you know, this is your business. This is, you know, you're passionate, you care about your customers. They, that is so silly, that single agent thing. My customers know. See, the yeah, best thing, do. so it ain't, ain't the money that I make. It's those, it's, it's the, so, it's, it's when they compliment me and they say, thank you. And I appreciate right. your time. And wow, I can't believe what you're doing right. for us. And this is amazing. I'm like, that's what I live for. Right. And they, who cares if, 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 uh, if, if I'm not a single agent and they're not my client. Right. Well, and you know, and I say this story in class, you might remember that I was um, holding a house open with a brand new agent and this house um, had been on the market for about three weeks. That was years ago. It wasn't in this hot market and we held it open and this buyer came through and loved it. And she said, but I have, I am working with this uh, agent and she showed the paper and showed that was a single agency and she had a buyer agreement form with it um, because that agent told her, make sure she does that. And uh, so I said, okay, but because she said her, that agent was out on the boat this weekend, which is fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. So what's the problem? The problem is that document was signed like a month earlier and this house has been on the market for three weeks. And that agent who was supposed to be working as a single agent for this buyer didn't bring it to this buyer's attention. So 
if this house would have sold that weekend, this buyer actually did buy it. But if it would have sold to another agent or sold to another buyer, that buyer could have sued that agent for um, a breach of contract because they had a fiduciary responsibility to, to, to show them the houses that uh, went on the market that suited these people. And, and she failed miserably. Yeah. So she could have been sued. The buyers, most of the people, most of the uh, consumers do not know that they have the ability if they, if they lost that house um, to sue. And yeah. quite frankly, no, probably no, try to find a lawyer that will take that case, but you don't need a lawyer to take that case, you know? Yeah. But anyways, that's, that's the problem. They, they, um, they promise the world and deliver nothing. And yeah. I have a problem with that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. What's um, your next question? I want to ask you about the uh, uh, multiple flood zones and a prop. So there's a property where uh, the it, it's it says it's in AE in uh, in one section, and then I think for in realist it says multiple flood zones. Uh, I, I I don't have my notes right in front of me on it, but when I look at the house on the flood zone map, and when I look on the various maps, the property okay that the property extends back and yes the back end of the property is just in a ae flood zone but the house itself does not show that it's in that zone just the property so um what has usually to be the usually the uh, the lender will not require it if mm -hmm. it's not in a hazard flood zone it's probably in an X, which is a non-hazard flood zone, which does not require uh, flood insurance to get a loan on it. But there's so many things involved in a flood zone. First of all, when was the house built? Mm -hmm. If the house is built uh, newer than 1983, then in, 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 in Pasco County, I think it's even earlier in Pinellas, that there were baseline flood elevation codes so that a house, even if it was built in a flood zone, had to be raised above the baseline elevation. So even though it's in a flood hazard uh, and the, in, the um, lender will require flood insurance, if you get in, if you get, an elevation certificate proving that it was built up beyond the baseline flood, then flood insurance will be drastically, drastically reduced. Moreover than that, many newer neighborhoods, in the last two that I lived in actually, um, one was built in the 90s and one was built in the 2000s, the whole neighborhood was built in a flood area. So what happens is that the developers uh, raise it up as is required by the codes, but then they send those papers into FEMA and say, and, and to prove to FEMA that it is no longer at the elevation 
uh, that they think it is. So we call those the FEMA letters. And what that does essentially is remove that whole neighborhood um, out of having to have flood insurance at, at all because it's raised higher. But you don't see that on the flood maps. So you would have to know which neighborhoods do that. And, um, and, uh, and there is, FEMA has the list of neighborhoods that are on the FEMA list that, that have their FEMA papers so that no longer is flood insurance required on those properties. Mm. Um, but if, if flood insurance is no longer required, that means you can get flood insurance, but a far, 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 far reduced rate. Mm. So where it could be $2,000 a year, $3,000 a year, it could be three or $400 a year instead. Yeah. Well, there's so much more to that. But if you're talking about a house that was built prior to 1983, then uh, then those well, the, the flood maps were just changed twice in the last 10 years. And I think they were changed one in, once in 2014 and once again in 2018 or 19. So uh, there were a, there was a bunch of people that were not in a flood zone that are now. And they freaked out because now their insurance companies or their lenders come by and say, now you have to buy flood insurance or, or you were going to call your, and then there was a bunch of people that were removed. A Holiday Lakes Estates, a large part of Holiday Lakes Estates is no longer in a hazard flood area. Is that, so that correct? Used to, that which used, uh, uh, most of it used to be. So hmm. large portions of it have been removed from it. So um, the, I don't know which flood maps you're looking at, but I go directly to FEMA, uh, you know, and, and, and we will talk, we, we need to talk about flood zones one day anyway, because, uh, you know, the whole 2.0 and the, the whole changes that went in effect in October and how it's by property now. But, um, I guess specifically for this, uh, uh situation I'm talking about is primarily, uh, the listing. house is not in it. The, the structure is not in it. It, 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 every map that I look at, the structure is not in it, well, right? Then you're good. Then, then it's not, a, it should not be a requirement for the lenders. Right. But I'm not even worried about that part yet. Let the buyers worry about that. What I'm concerned with is listing it and, and saying uh, that it's, it's not in a hazard flood zone, right? Um, do, is there any uh, as, as, as a realtor listing that, is there any, uh, you know, liability or recourse? Well, by... right on the, so it self-populates. Mm -hmm. So if it populates and says something that you don't want, you can change it. Right. And I would put a stipulation on the realtor remarks, not the public remarks, mm -hmm. um, exactly what you told me. But the bottom line is there's a disclaimer at the bottom of every MLS. So the data is deemed true but do not rely on it. Mm. Right. Just like so we put nothing the... on there. You can get, you can get in trouble for. Okay. So it's similar to where every time in the, in the realtor remarks, you know, all measurements are deemed to be accurate. Everything says deemed to be accurate, but it's up to your buyer to, you know, yeah, check on everything. Liability again. Right. Right. Yeah. Because again, I had the discussion with the owners and I said, say, you know, currently, you know, and they, they, they don't have a mortgage, right? So they don't play flood insurance. I said, but everywhere I look, it says AE, and then it says multiple zones here. And it says, when I check the map, uh, your house is not in this zone. So uh, in my mind, 
you know, I'm going right. to say that. But well, I, I'll, and you know, I would actually screenshot, yeah, a map and put it in as an attachment. You know what? So they can Beautiful, because I have those screenshots in the in my file folder for it. Yeah, you hear that? What's yeah. that noise? We heard that's this my, last that's time. That's my phone. That's my phone. Oh, okay. That actually. I'll be right back. That sound actually, uh, when we uh, recorded our first conversation at the very end, I don't know if you listened to it, you hear oh. that and it kind of leads us out. And I was oh. like, I thought Zoom did it or I didn't oh. know where it came from. Yeah, oh. you have to hear it. It's it's pretty interesting. But now, oh. now I know where it came from. I was like, yeah. what is that sound? Like every yeah. time I hear it. <laughs> Did you, did you, did you hear the, 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 the file that I sent over to you this morning? Yeah. With the, what'd you think yeah. of that? So knowing that nobody's going to hear it anyways, I'm right. fine. Yeah. <laughs> but some parts I like, some parts, not so much. I like the music that you had. Yeah. I sound like a, a, a moron, but, uh, why do you say that? Well, because the first one, I, I'm reading, how do I get on here? You know? I, I, oh, <laughs> but, I don't. It's so funny how like we, 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 uh, we criticize, we, we critique yeah. ourselves, right? Because yeah. when I hear you, I think, oh, it's, it sounds great, natural. Yeah. I mean, I love it. And then I, I listen to me and I'm like, oh God, I sound like a total idiot. <laughs> yeah. No, no, just, you know, just the opposite. But you know, but, but you know what? I have to say that that kind of proves a point. I have things that I'm very knowledgeable about and things that I'm not so very knowledgeable about. And I think that's true with everybody. And yeah. a certain, certainly as, so as, as soon as someone thinks that they're knowledgeable in everything, oh. you know just how, un, or how uninformed uh, they are. Yeah, it's those people that can't, that, that they're, they're right about everything. Right. That, uh, they know everything. They're right about everything. And they never say I was wrong. They never say, oops, I made a mistake like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that's why that's my favorite line. You know, I I thought I made a mistake once, but I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> or my mom corrects me. No, Julie, as I thought I was wrong once, but I made a mistake. I said, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, um, you know, I, 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 it's a human quality to me, you know, uh, and not only being wrong, but to have, uh, and you, I, I call any uh, decent conversation an intelligent conversation because you're actually sharing thoughts and you're talking and you are listening to the other person, right? It's an intelligent conversation, but to have the wherewithal to, to listen and to listen to someone else's point of view and actually maybe learn something because we don't know everything and say, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, man, what? you know, I never thought of it like that. You know what? I, and actually change your mind, you know, and well, I say, wanted, I want to share something with you, please. Um, that one of the things that I have realized of late is <laughs> I see things based on recent things. I look at things from so many different perspectives now that it's uh, can make you crazy in a sense, because I always said that 
when you have, you know, again, about miscommunication, when you're discussing a topic, I always envision it in a sphere and people look at it from different perspectives on a sphere and say, see the same thing I'm seeing, but at a different angle. And so they're seeing it at a different angle and, and interpreting it in a different way. So now, because of things that have happened, I start looking at something, not just from the perspective that I always have, but from different angles now. And that's not necessarily such a great thing because it's terribly confusing. So it's, you know, I think you're right when you look at something and, and you open your mind to somebody else's position on how they see it, but actually viewing something yourself from many different lenses is quite confusing. And I can't, I, I can maybe sh share some things about it at, you know, off the record, so to speak, yeah. but it's, um, it's just an amazing phenomena that I have recently discovered. Yeah. And I probably, you probably haven't a clue what I'm talking about. I, I do a little, but not, but um, not without going, not without you, like you said, off the I will record, give you something some in context, right? Yeah. 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 Which uh, this, actually, actually I'd like to do today before we end, I'll, I'll stop the recording and then I'll, and then we'll do that yeah. real quick before we get off the phone. Yeah. Um, yeah but as, yeah. But, but as you're saying that uh, myself, like today, like, honestly, like, I feel like I've sounded that open like house a, thing. Okay, well, go ahead. Right, but I feel like I sounded like a complete idiot this entire time we've been talking. Why? Like, because I'm, I'm having an off day. Like, I don't, like, I, my, I don't know if just those views, right? And me being obviously wanting to help people, my customers, very passionate. And I've worked my butt off this week. And then last night I was tapped. Right, so so you're tired. Out. So you're I'm coming tired. in from a different perspective. I am tired. Not full of energy and the go get them that you normally do. You now, see, that's part of what I'm saying. Yeah. And you just, you know, and that makes you feel kind of unsettled. It's because it, that's not how you normally look at things. It is. It, 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 it puts a little bit of fear. Uh, 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 I don't know if fear is the right word, but it unsettling is the right anxiety. word. A little anxiety. A little anxiety, like, oh, yeah. it, like you, you kind of, you, you, you yeah. a little bit of doubt. Like I, I feel a little bit of doubt and my confidence levels are low today. Like my, I'm tired. I'm out of it. I don't yeah. feel hundred percent. And anymore. you're looking at things from a different perspective. That's kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah. And that's just two different perspectives. But, but if like, again, if you look at like, it's sitting in a sphere, how many different perspectives are there to look at one similar thing? And yeah. let's just talk about open houses. Yeah. You, you had one position on it. I stated another. If we line 50 different realtors up and ask their positions on open houses, you're going to get a different perspective from everybody. Sure. You know, they're, you know, from experiences and, and whatever, but that's just, you know, business and something silly. I'm sure. talking far, far deeper than that. Yeah. So, but, you but know, even, just like what you just did, that's pretty deep for you. You being up and positive always and a go getter. And that's yeah. what I, what do I always tell you? Did you get your slate? I know. And the other night I, 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 uh, when I talked to you, I, I might have fibbed a little bit because I was like, yeah, I got plenty of sleep. <laughs> but you didn't. <laughs> I, I don't think I got enough. It, it hit me today. Yeah. But yeah, um, 
you know, and back to the open house thing, even today, I know when I go back and listen to this, I, uh, I didn't even properly convey how I actually feel about open houses today. I don't feel like I'm qualified enough to be speaking about my own uh, thoughts of, about it today. Like I just, that's how off I, I kind of am today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't, my, like, I didn't come at it like how, if we had this conversation uh, any other day this week, yeah. I, right. probably would have been different. I would have right. been able to properly express myself in a, right. in a more, uh, in a more actual way. Right. right. Where today it's just, right. even now I'm like, out. I'm burnt out and I'm thinking about, I'm already thinking about the stuff I need to do when we get off uh, our, our call here, you know, uh, my don't open house out. tomorrow, like, yeah. And, and, don't and again, and, and it, it truly 100% with everything in me, it comes from a place, it comes from a good place. I want to do good for these people. Okay, so what do you have to, to do? What's the number one thing you have to do to do good in your life and everybody's life? Number one thing, get a good night's sleep. <laughs> yeah, and number two, Drink plenty of water. Yeah. I'm telling you, I haven't been saying it enough lately, and I haven't been drinking enough lately. If we do anything as far as the hey, stuff I want to tell you what I body, learned today uh, about drinking a lot of water. Okay. Um, one of the things that I learned today, and I just had a blood test done, uh -huh. is that when you do drink a lot of water, it flushes a lot of things out of your system that are required. And one of the basic things that it flushes out that people normally don't use much of because they think it's bad is salt. Sodium. Yes. yes. So uh, sodium is very important for brain function. Yes. And uh, so the more water you drink, the more salt you should take. Well, that or if you see a snapshot of my fridge now, again, I've been ignoring it. Sometimes we, we as, as humans, we can very easily ignore things at any given time, like the pile of paperwork in the corner. We yeah, can ignore right. it for months, right? <laughs> but uh, my fridge on a normal uh, uh, basis. So again, sleep and the water I need to kick back in. I've been drinking the Red Bulls, and that ain't good for you. Mm. So, um, and that's another thing. It kind of mm. makes you like this. Yeah. And so, and when you're using them either. to rely on it, that's a bad thing. When you yeah. say, oh, I'm going to get a Red Bull because I need oh. to wake up. Oh. That's bad. Oh. I know. But, yeah. <laughs> but I know, I know the water. So it isn't just water. I, I hear you. It isn't just water, but uh, I have the electrolytes, uh, the electrolyte water. I have a special brand that I drink good. and different types of waters that have yeah. those things in it. All right, good. Not Gatorade, not crap, but actual water. Right. Yeah. And I even go all out. I've got water from Iceland and water from because I try to treat it like uh, instead of just drinking water, let's make it interesting. Right. So I have like eight different types of water in my fridge on one full shelf, right? And then of course I got the regular drinking water, Publix water and stuff like that. But again, for the past couple of weeks, it's all been ignored. I will drink, I'll bring my water with me, right? Yeah. So I do get water, just not enough. I haven't yeah. been drinking enough. You know, I need to get your routine then. When you sit there with you, I mean, when you sit down at the computer, what do you gotta do? Go to your refrigerator and get a bottle. Yeah. And while well, you're sitting in there, you gotta drink it. Yeah. 
And I need to start make those habits. I need to start. You know, we haven't been talking enough either, not even texting, because for a while there, and I tell uh, Anthony, my barber, the other day, when I, because I was telling him, because, you know, we talk. Obviously, if you sit in the chair for an hour with your barber every few weeks, you you know each other, right? We talk. And so uh, I told him, I said, whenever I end a conversation, I said, okay, go have a glass of water, go drink some water. It's a reminder for me to do it. Yeah, right. Right. So whenever right. I tell I someone got my else, water. Do it, I do it. and I it's done, right? <laughs> <laughs> now I got to go have some salt. <laughs> I was real low on sodium. We were talking. I was talking to someone about salt the other day, and uh, just about that. Maybe it was uh, Anthony uh, while I was cutting my hair uh, because um, it's uh, he. Now he uses the kosher salt, right? So he's talking yeah. about the properties of the kosher salt, yeah. and I was telling him I use the Himalayan the pink salt, mm-hmm. yeah, um, both equally uh, filled with lots of uh, the minerals. things that we need, minerals, mm-hmm. right? Without iodine, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Without the iodine, right? He mm-hmm. said that, but essential minerals. Mm-hmm. And, um, but mm-hmm. also you don't need to use as much as that of that. Right. Use it. right. Right, right. And he was saying yeah. his wife would, you know, be, be yeah. just, yeah. Well, people with high blood pressure have to be careful, but I happen to have way low and I'm supposed to eat more anyway. So yeah. anyway, yeah. Till next how's every, time. How's everything else going? Good. Yeah. I am going to, again, so uh, this is going to be interesting to listen to back to this one. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I, because I'm in a daze and I almost I almost feel like I wish I, I had a I wish I had a, a, a clone of me right now and I could I could tag him in and says, you take over for today. I'm going to go yeah. sleep and I'll wake up I'm, in the morning and, and start I'm fresh. Those days, too. Yeah. Just make sure you get to. Hey, put the morning sun in your eyes yes. and the setting sun in your eyes. Yeah. And sleep at night. That's yeah. that's the basics. Health. Yeah. That's the basics. And for us too, it's so we live in a, a such a beautiful place. The weather so beautiful right now. Another day in paradise. Yeah, absolutely. It's just another day in paradise. And that's what I'm going to do right now. Actually, I got I'm I got to go to Lantern, uh, and uh, just put up some wipes with Dave, and then and then we're done, and go outside. I even got my pool heated. Oh. Wow. So I'm going to go swimming for the first time this year. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. That sounds great. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll see you um, Thursday and Friday next week. I'm going to be out of the loop. So Wednesday, probably good. Okay. Well, we'll touch base. Yes. And in fact, uh, we're, uh, when I, when I turn this off, don't hang up just yet. I want to talk to you for a couple more minutes and okay. then I'll let you go. All right. Okay. Until next time. Until next time. All right.